I would say that it's absolutely okay to fail. That failure is not, you know, it's not terminal. Uh, it's what I define failure is as a, a redirection, meaning something didn't work out. And so you need to redirect yourself and try something else. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com slash pod to watch the free video. Welcome to Health in the Real World. We're here today with Doug Sands. Doug is a hypnotist who specializes in weight loss. He focuses on the emotions behind weight gain and how losing weight can actually help us live better all around life. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is fascinating. Um, I, I've spoken to a couple other people on the show who do maybe somewhat similar to you. You know, a lot of people know what to do to lose weight and to get fit and healthy, but there may be some blockages. Um, give us a little bit uh, of, a, of a summary, like fill in some of the gaps that I missed as far as what you do. Yeah. So what I do, I primarily, you know, I primarily work with hypnosis. I do a little bit of NLP and EFT and stuff like that. But my main, uh, my main objective is to work with the, the mental habits, the, um, the roadblocks that often get in our way. If I had to simplify hypnosis down to one nutshell idea, it'd be about changing the um, unconscious programs that are running in the background, essentially our habits. Most of us, we know already how to be healthy, how to do some exercise, how to live that healthier life and lose that weight, whatever our goals may be. But our habits are getting in our way. And it's that unconscious roadblock that trips us up. I often say that, you know, if you know what you need to do, but you find your body or your mind is fighting you when you try to do it, you know, if you get home and you're like, I, I should eat healthy, but you want that package of Oreos, that's a really great candidate for someone, you know, for someone for hypnosis. Right, right. And I think what, you know, the numbers, the, the numbers speak for themselves, right? Like most Americans are overweight, out of shape. Uh, but yet there's, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of YouTube videos uploaded probably every hour about how to get healthy, how to get fit. So it's not that we're lacking information, it's <laughs> the habits. Yeah, and those habits, they they can run under the surface for years, for decades even. And uh, with hypnosis, it's pretty easy to change them. But as you mentioned, we do have to get to that point where we're ready to make that change. We got all these resources from the YouTube videos to just the general knowledge of what it takes to be healthy. But it ha someone has to get to that point that they're ready to make that change. And in my line of work, we call that the point of threshold, mm. where someone can congruently say three things. One, something needs to change. 
Two, it has to be me that makes that change. And three, that change has to happen right now. And what I find is that when someone is actually at that point of threshold, the change isn't, isn't that hard to make. It's actually quite simple when you have the right tools. But getting to that point where someone is ready to make that commitment is probably the biggest hurdle to making that change. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, the old saying, where there's a will, there's a way. Like once you're ready and you're truly ready, you'll do almost whatever it takes to, to get to that next level, then boom, it's quick. The, um, I've, I've done a lot of NLP um, on, you know, I've hired somebody to do it on me. R ridiculous transformation, incredible. Mm -hmm. And when people ask me like, well, what is, like, what is it? You know, I know about the conscious, the subconscious. My, my favorite analogy, it's like a, like a recorder, like, a, like one of those old school tape players, uh, right? It's like when you're zero, you're born through six years old, the record button is on all the time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. after that, it, it's, and, you know, and definitely now as adults, we really, you know, the record button is hardly ever on. We're really just hitting play. We're recycling that same tape over and over and over and over again. That's why, you know, you, as an adult, you can not see somebody for 10 years. You see them again and they pretty much have the same personality. You know, maybe some things have changed, but, you know, same personality as an adult unless they've done some real change work. But NLP and, and some of the other modalities that you do is almost like pressing the record button again, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's a saying in you know, NLP and hypnosis that it's never too late to have a happy childhood. Awesome. And it's that idea that um, when, when we are in those you know, six to eight or zero to six age, when we're recording all of these ideas, um, our mind is literally just trying to survive. Our mind is soaking up every single thing because it doesn't know what is going to help us and what isn't going to help us. And when I work with someone who has compulsive eating, you know, who is just obsessive about what they eat, um, if it's junk food or anything unhealthy, um, it's often that they are trying to avoid something that, you know, that is under that is lying underneath. And unlike therapy with hypnosis, we don't have to really dig deep into that emotion to relive it. But we do have to address the coping mechanism that the person is using. Oftentimes, I see compulsive eating or eating junk food as a as a way to avoid something to escape feeling that negative feeling. And oftentimes, when we're in that zero to six phase, we're just you know, desperately seeking some way to deal with these emotions. We're not really taught how to deal with our emotions at that age. And so oftentimes we turn to food, you know, it's readily available and it's easy. You know, we get, we, we eat something and we feel better for a couple of minutes. And so even if the coping mechanism isn't helping us anymore in the long term, the brain is still going to stick with it because it's, it's proven. And the brain dislikes risk because risk is you know, dangerous, especially thinking about the brain in primal times. But with hypnosis, one of the key things about that is convincing the unconscious, you know, that part of our brain that believes it's in danger, that first of all, it's safe. And that there are other options that someone can use that actually help over the long term. So uh, would you say most of your clients, like it's, it's very customized, right? I'm, I would imagine you take them into sort of like a, sort of like a meditative state, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and sort of address, you know, you're almost speaking to that subconscious based on what their conscious mind has told you, okay, this is the problem. And, and then, and then you kind of go into that. So what's that process look like? 
Yeah, to just explain that very briefly, each session begins with you know, me just meeting with the, the client to ask you know, how have things changed since our last session and what would you specifically like to work on this session? And I want to get it in their own language because what they might define as a weight issue is not what I define as a weight issue. We all have our own nuances to this language. And so then we, uh, we use meditative you know, tools to help slow down their brain waves to get them to what's called theta frequency. It's that really creative state that hovers just above sleep. That's kind of why it looks like people are asleep in hypnosis. But the, the link between hypnosis and meditation is that we are calming that mind down. The difference is what we actually do when we get there. In meditation, you know, you're just kind of calming a person, you know, feel good thoughts essentially. But in hypnosis, we're using tools and language patterns that actually come from psychology to, uh, to make those changes. But we're oftentimes using those in a language that the unconscious can actually understand. You know, before our unconscious had language, it had thoughts and emotions and visualizations. It's kind of that idea behind the gut feeling you get when something is wrong. That's because, you know, your mind is collecting all these bits of information and saying something's not right here, but you can't quite pinpoint what it is. So in hypnosis, we are couching those psychological processes in, uh, in language that the unconscious can actually understand. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so what is... From what you've seen, what is like a typical timeline as far as somebody coming in, you know, they come to one session. I know everybody's different, but, you know, what is kind of a, a ballpark, would you say? Yeah, I know a lot of hypnotists in the field who say, you know, I can fix anything in a single session. I think that's a little bit sloppy. I think that we can do a lot of heavy lifting in that first session, but I typically recommend a client comes in for at least two sessions. That second session, we can wrap up loose ends and make sure that this change is actually going to last for the rest of their life. Talking specifically about weight loss, um, I run a program that has that goes about the course of a month, and it's four sessions, and generally that's where we make most of the changes. Sometimes I see clients, you know, for a six month follow-up, but it's not something like, you know, therapy or coaching where I'm trying to build a lifelong client. My goal is to get someone in and get them out with, you know, these changes installed. It's not, it's not a recurring thing. That's awesome. I, I want to, um, having gone through some NLP work, uh, I want to qualify a little bit for somebody who maybe has no idea uh, about NLP and they're, they're thinking, wait a second, but I have a hundred pounds to lose. How can you do that in a month? Uh, it, you may not lose a hundred pounds in a month. You probably won't. In fact, if you do that, you know, something's wrong. Uh, but what I've found in an, another metaphor analogy is like, if you and I are at a starting point, let's say we're going to go on a hike and there's like five different hiking trails and this person who weighs a hundred pounds, you know, too much, they're, they're overweight, keeps picking this one hiking trail and the the end of the hiking trail is just they gain more weight. Mm -hmm. uh, what you're talking about is sort of like resetting and getting them on another hiking trail. And in that month, maybe they lose 15 pounds, right? But they're not going to lose necessarily the full hundred, but their psychology, their mindset has been reset in a way, right? And then all they have to do is put one foot in front of the other. Things will start to happen naturally. They'll say, huh, I just, I didn't even think about it. My subconscious just told me like, no, don't eat the candy, you know, eat the chicken and rice and, and broccoli. And, and it becomes natural. Is that, is that like pretty accurate as far as yeah. what, you, what you see? Yeah. And that's a really great point. I often tell clients that, you know, if you're looking to lose, you know, hundred pounds, 200 pounds, 
it's not going to happen in that month period. That would, that would not be healthy for your body. But um, I often say that hypnosis in those four months can get your mind to that skinny state. And then it's just about your body catching up. Right. And what I think is really interesting about those automatic habits is that sometimes after a session, you know, people are expecting these grandiose results where it's an instant change. But oftentimes, when it reaches that unconscious level, they don't even realize that they're doing it. Oftentimes, you know, I'll have a client call me up two days later and say, you know, I'm, I'm not really noticing any changes. And then a week later, they'll say, you know, I realize now that I haven't even had those urges anymore. It's so, it's so, you know, it, it changes them at such a fundamental level right. that um, it takes a little while for the conscious mind to catch up with what has actually changed. And that's what's so great about it, right? Is that it happens at a, a subconscious level and you don't have to use willpower anymore. You don't have to like will yourself to not eat the Snickers bar or whatever your, your thing is. I like what you said, get your mind in the skinny state. And I have a story about the opposite where uh, this is back like five, six years ago, I had a woman come in the door and she looked fit. She looked reasonably healthy, you know, uh, average weight. And she said she wanted to get fit, you know, she, uh, and, but as she was talking something, there was, like you said, the gut feeling, I had a gut feeling thing and I couldn't put my finger on it. And looking back now, I think she was talking like a person who is significantly overweight. Uh, and, and she was using a lot of like, she wasn't taking responsibility for her health. She did, I don't know, like if I closed my eyes, I would have thought, okay, this woman is definitely overweight just by some of the words she was using. I can't get too specific because it was a long time ago, but then come to find out that she had liposuction. And so somebody else helped her to lose the weight and it was over a hundred pounds. And so that was interesting because in her mind, she was in an overweight state, but her body reflected a skinny state. You're talking, and, and, and I knew, and she knew it too, that if she continued to go with this mind, she would eventually gain the weight back. And you're talking about the opposite, which is this is exactly what I try to get people to see is that you don't need to focus on the mechanics so much right up front. You need to get your mind straight. So I like what you said about get the skinny mind. Yeah. And if I may, talking about identity, I think identity is one of the, the biggest things that we can change in coaching or hypnosis or any other program. Because when someone, as, as this woman was living up to, was identifying, I should say, as this bigger person, their, their mind is subconsciously going to lead up to that, to work towards that target state, because your mind is kind of holding it up as an image of what it believes you should be. And when we get someone to that healthy state, whatever that looks like for them, maybe they're underweight, maybe they're a bodybuilder who doesn't have a really good relationship with food. When we have that healthy state as that new identity, that's really the biggest change that happens in those four weeks or however long we're actually working with that hypnosis. Um, the, the small changes, as you said, the mechanics of it, those tend to fall in line because we generally know what we have to do. It's just doing it. And when we have that target in front of us, that's when the change actually happens. Right, right. And what I tell clients is that you don't, I don't want to force you to eat healthy food. I want you to want to eat healthy food. That's the real goal, mm -hmm. right? Because then, like you said, you don't need a long-term relationship with the person. You just, they go and they get lean, they get healthy. Um, Doug, do you have a, a personal story? Like, how did you get on this yourself? Did you go through something that, uh, I, I want to hear I that did. story? Yeah, so it's, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but 
Um, I, I always struggled with my weight as a kid. I was the fat kid. Um, and when I lost the weight, you know, in high school, when I started using or I started going just, you know, sports and stuff like that, I found that I was still trying to hide, trying to remain in the background. I wore baggy sweatshirts. And even when I went to college, after I kind of, I thought, dealt with my body image issues, I was still having that really unhealthy relationship with food. Even though I looked like that healthy person on the outside, mentally, I still felt I was that big person who ate you know, terribly and had that terrible relationship with food. And ultimately, what led me to hypnosis was I was, I was trying to figure out you know, my, my own mental health. I was struggling with anxiety and a little bit of depression. And ultimately, my use of food was that coping mechanism. And so I discovered first meditation, which growing up in the rural US was pretty radical for me. It was the first time I realized, you know, we can influence our thoughts. And studying the science of meditation, I came to hypnosis. I used it at first just on my own issues. And then I helped out some friends and I was, I was just hooked by it. And so that's what led me to create this, this actual business out of it. That's awesome. What, so what do you tell somebody who's just getting started what are what are the first couple steps that uh you know somebody who finally decides like hey i'm a threshold i I really want to make a change what what's their next step i say first and foremost get some momentum get some small wins whenever someone comes in for a program whether it's my program or someone else's i generally encourage them to get moving in some way not like literally moving but get some small wins to show that change is actually possible when i'm working with someone you know, who wants to lose 200 pounds, maybe my first goal is to get them to lose a single pound or two pounds to show their mind, hey, I actually can change. I'm not in this stuck, rigid state. Um, that would be my first recommendation. For someone who's looking for starting with me, I guess I usually start with a, a brief strategy call uh, just to see if it's a good fit for them. And then we move from there. Nice. That sounds good. Uh, so, Doug, I want to go real big picture now, uh, you know, outside of the world of health and fitness, but more general toward like, you know, life goals, success, things like that. Let's say you were hired by a university or a, a corporation to give either the commencement or like a keynote speech. What's like your one to two minute motivational speech to them as far as how to get the most out of their life, uh, you know, success principles, different things like that? I would say that it's absolutely okay to fail. That Failure is not, you know, it's not terminal. Uh, it's what I define failure is as a, a redirection, meaning something didn't work out. And so you need to redirect yourself and try something else. I would also say that um, keeping your goal in mind is, is so important. Keeping that target that you want to aim for is, is going to lead you great places in life. But how you get to that target is where you should be flexible. Got it. Keep, keeping the goal in mind, but, but knowing that, you know, from day one, you don't know exactly how you're going to get there. So you might have to turn right, turn left, but that goal is still your goal. Absolutely. And, and you're going to fail along the way and failure is just feedback. Like, well, going to the right didn't work. Let's try this way. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. I love it. Well, Doug, I want to also give you a chance to uh, promote anything you have going on right now, products, services, that one month weight loss class, and then how do people get a hold of you, website and social media? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me would to be to go to my website, Anywhere Hypnosis. You know, I, I built my website before, um, before COVID struck, so I got pretty lucky there. But all of my work is completely online, so I work with people around the world for that. Um, 
the best way to get started with a program is to sign up for a strategy call. You know, it takes just a short time and we can see if this is actually a good fit for you. And some additional resources if people are interested in this. I do have a free hypnosis on my website. I call it the binge blocker protocol. And it's a way to just stop obsessive eating in its tracks, whether you call it, you know, binge eating or just losing control over a pint of ice cream or something. It's, a, it's kind of like a, a stopgap measure to say if, you know, I can actually make this change. I can stand up to my own mind. Um, and that is free on my website, Anywhere Hypnosis as well. Oh, that's awesome. The Binge Blocker Protocol. I like that name. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, Doug, thank you for joining me today on Health in the Real World. I appreciate you joining me and, and uh, we'll be in touch for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.